Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Paulie says he might have an interesting poll question. This is a college football-related poll, specifically to college football. If you could only attend one, the game, the tailgate. So you're going to whatever college football game you got scheduled this weekend. You can either tailgate all day and then you have to split and watch it at a bar, home, wherever, or you miss the tailgate, show up at kickoff, and you just get to go to the game. I would say the game because just about anything I can do with the tailgate, I can probably do when I go to the game. Inside, a- though, it's hard to eat well and drink well inside a college football game. Not a lot of beer, legal beer sales in college football. How many places serve beer in college football? Not a lot if it's a campus field, or at least it used to be a rule, if it's a campus field. Yes, Todd. I think you got to go tailgate. You throw the football around, you're hanging out next to all the RVs and all these fancy colors and logos and flags, mm. and you're barbecuing. You can kind of stretch out. You can have a little TV or radio to kind of follow what's going on with the game while you're pigging out on your favorite foods. I, I know there's a lot of people who agree with you. I just, if I'm going to the game, I'm going to the game. If you said, okay, Ohio State, Michigan, great tailgate, and then you're going to stay outside? What about Ohio Western Michigan? I'm going to tweak it a little bit so it's not uh, a couple top 25s. Ohio Bobcats against, is it Western Michigan Broncos? I think I I should know this. We went to a Harvard-Yale game, and I said, let's go. Let's go inside, ready for kickoff. And nobody wanted to go inside. Yeah, you were on an island. I know. And I went inside, and I realized I was just about on an island. Nobody was in there. And I go, it's Yale and Harvard. It's a battle. Everybody was outside, you know, in their their plaid blankets and their vests and tweed tweed jackets. Uh, Yeah, I, I, you know, call me old school. I'd rather go see the game. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle had a tweet. Deshaun Watson will never take another snap with the Texans. He wants out. They want to accommodate him and will when somebody makes the team an offer that they want. 
Uh, John McClain goes on to say, I imagine his best chance to get what he wants is close to the 2022 draft. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. That there was all this talk a couple of days ago. Oh, my gosh. You know, they're, they're, they're fielding calls for Watson. And I, I thought, okay, who's ponying up for this? Do they know if he's going to play? Do they know when he's going to play? Do they want him to play? What I was told this morning by a source is the Texans are basically spending $10 million, just over $10 million to tank. That's what they have to pay Deshaun Watson to not play for them. Because they're they're a bad team with him. They're the worst team in football without him. If you're going to pay him to not play, he's healthy, and he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. But the Texans are going to accommodate him. What if the Texans said, hey, you're healthy. We want you to play. You haven't been charged. We want you to go in and play, and then we'll pay you. And then if he refuses, then you find him. Then I can suspend him without pay. If he doesn't want to play, all right. Like That's, that's where I was told a source said, they're paying $10 million to tank. Like He's a great quarterback. We don't want you to play. He doesn't want to play. We still haven't heard from the NFL, and I don't know if the NFL is going to wait until after, you know, the, the legal system runs its course here. But my guess is next year, after all of this uh, somehow is settled, then you're going to find the trade market for him, which makes the most sense. If I'm Miami and I want him, okay, what am I giving you? Well, you're not going to give me what you would give me next April. And I got other teams that now will get involved in this because there will be other teams. Once Deshaun Watson, this is settled one way or another, unless he goes to prison, you're going to give more. Yes. Yeah, so do we know then at this point, if the Texans aren't playing Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Watson won't play for the Texans, like right now where we stand, are they sitting him or is he sitting himself? I don't know that. And, uh, you know, the more I ask my source, and my source said, you're being reasonable talking about an unreasonable organization. Because that's, well, and or it might be an unreasonable organization, but I just find the audacity of someone in Deshaun Watson's place to still be like, yeah, I know all this is going on, and I'm still not playing for you guys. That is fascinating. Know. To be, you know what? Yeah, I know. I got all of this other stuff going on and nobody will trade for me and I still won't play for you guys. I'd rather sit and wait until you can finally get rid of me. That's amazing. Because the Texans would have every right to say, suit up and play. And then he would say, I'm not playing for you. I, d- I don't want to play for this organization ever again. Okay, well then we're going to fine you. And then what's his legal recourse after that? He refuses to play. Yeah, Paul. I just checked the Texans' official depth chart. Tyrod Taylor's first string. David Mills is second string. Deshaun Watson is listed as third string. Hmm. Why is he listed as third string? He hasn't been charged with anything. He's not suspended. He's completely eligible to play. In, in, at least officially. I don't know if behind the scenes he's eligible to play. But this is, we're 10 days away from the start of the season for the Texans. Like this, it's still one of those stories where you go, okay, he's going to play or they're going to trade him. Well, my source said... Miami is interested, but they're only interested in what they're they're willing to give now. It's not full value, and he's not going to be cleared anytime soon. What is the rush to trade for him unless you're trying to get him at a bargain basement price? Well, the Texans realize this. I'm, I'd say they're not stupid, but then I don't know if they're not stupid. 
But if you're Miami and you're going, what do we need to give you? Oh, you want four ones and you want two twos? All right, we're going to give you three ones and one two. But also what's happening with the Texans is, you know, they know that there's language here. Teams are going to trade you something, and then they go, well, hey, if he gets charged, if he gets suspended, uh, if he goes to jail, like all these things, they want contingency uh, plans that uh, clauses based on these draft picks. And, you know, the Texans don't want to do that. Like they want to get rid of Deshaun Watson and be done with Deshaun Watson, not go, uh, let me see, he has to play a certain number of snaps, um, You know, he's only going to play X number of games. Therefore, it's like what the Eagles did with Carson Wentz when, you know, what are we going to get in return? How many games is he going to play? And then that increases our draft pick or we get a higher draft pick. Yeah, Paul. If you're Deshaun Watson and you maintain your innocence, with which he and his lawyer completely have, he said they're completely innocent of these accusations. Wouldn't you demand to play? Wouldn't you want to play? You know, why would you hide out? Why would you refuse to play for this team? I know you're getting paid, but... You want to lose it. He's already lost one season due to injury. You yeah. want to lose another prime season, or do you not care? Yes, yeah, but maybe I'm getting my timeline mixed up. But even before all of these allegations came out, he yeah. was already telling them he wanted out. Right. This is back in January. Yeah. So he's never gotten off that line of I want to leave here and I don't want to play here anymore, regardless of whatever else has happened since then. And based off of that, the Texans should have traded him. Now, I know that you can say this is you know revisionist history or you know, armchair quarterback, Monday morning quarterback. They didn't know this was happening. Just based off that, he doesn't want to be with the organization. All right, I can trade you. You don't want to be here? I'll trade you. But now you have this that goes along with this, everything else, that he doesn't want to be here, and you have uh, you know this legal quagmire, and now you can't trade him. Or at least you can't trade him and get what you think you deserve. He is a legitimate top five, maybe top three quarterback. His stats for a bad team were incredible. Deshaun Watson had an unbelievable year for a team that was bad. You got his stats, Paulie? Yes, yeah, 16 games. They were 4-12. and 12. He was a 70% passer, best of his career. 5,000 yards, best of his career. 33 touchdowns and only 7 picks yes, he, on one of the worst teams in football. He was unbelievable. Yes, Todd. On top of all the legal stuff, if they continue to ask for unrealistic things, then that's just yet another brick of why they're not going to be able to trade him. Because from what we've heard, teams that are interested in dealing with him, and they're not going to you know, give him all that stuff that they're asking for in return for Deshaun. I don't want an average offer. I don't want a medium offer. I want a great offer, a, a true offer for Deshaun Watson. But that's not going to happen until after February, it feels like. Unless somebody is willing to, if the Texans are willing to take less or somebody's willing to give more than what they've offered. And the Dolphins are interested in Deshaun Watson, even though Brian Flores has said, two is my quarterback. Well, of course he's your quarterback for now. Jared Goff was the Rams quarterback until Matthew Stafford became available. Jimmy Garoppolo, the Niners quarterback until... They traded up to get Trey Lance. That's how this works. Andy Dalton, he's our quarterback until we draft Justin Fields. They're all interchangeable. And maybe it's not fair to Tua Tungavailoa. They did shrink the playbook when he came in. Uh, He wasn't consistent. He wasn't comfortable. 
He's admitted that. But that's a good team. You win 10 games. And I love that matchup week one. Dolphins-Patriots, Mac Jones, Tua Tonga-Vailoa. And I do think the Patriots are making the playoffs. I do. I think they are. I think they're going to be a very good team. No. I, I, I think that, you know, you, have, you know what you have in Mac Jones. You know his strengths and his weaknesses. He knows his strengths and his weaknesses. You didn't have that in Cam Newton. You weren't quite sure which Cam was going to show up each weekend. How's the arm? Is it accurate? Are we going to do this with our legs? Now you have a, a blueprint, a game plan that you've had for 20 years with Tom Brady. You got a good offensive line. You got two good tight ends. You got good running backs. You got depth there. And you get these players who sat out last year. And all of a sudden, that defense looks, feels like it'll be formidable as well. And look, I know Miami's good, and we know Buffalo is a Super Bowl contender. But, and, and maybe the Jets are improved. But I think the Patriots are a playoff team. Absolutely. All right. Uh, what's the poll question we're going to uh, settle on? As of right now, it's, if you could only go to one, the tailgate of the game for college football. A lot of people saying, we got, I got to know what the matchup is, like you said. Well, yeah, I mean, there are times when you go to a game and the game is not as exciting as the tailgate was or as interesting, but I, I'm still going to the game. Yes, yeah, And what if, if we're going with a non-exciting game, probably the tailgate would be non-exciting as well. Oh, not necessarily. Well, no, because we kind of have to balance it out. Why do we get to have this amazing tailgate and spread in a crappy football game mm. and choose between the two? Okay, Paulie, your answer? So you're saying a subpar game <laughs> yes. with a good tailgate? With, well, I mean, it's not as great as you're thinking, perhaps. It's not like Chad uh, is coming in from Traeger and cooking for that tailgate. Fair point. Okay, Louisiana, Texas this week is actually a good game and a good tailgate. They'd have good food there. Yeah, it's in Texas, right? Right. Yeah. So you need something like a big line. Okay, Florida Atlantic at Florida. FAU is getting 23 and a hook. FAU. <laughs> right back. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Why FU? Uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Why? why uh, <laughs> what did he ever what? do? <laughs> How's that line going, Ted, Todd? Oh, uh, what Scott Fitzgerald yeah. ever do to you? Yeah. He just F, said F. Scott Fitzgerald. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Fritzy, you, fr- you froze up. That was T-ball. I was trying to remember exactly how it was set up by uh, Mila Kunis, but that was, I thought that was hysterical. Well Thank said. Thank you. Oh, look who's here. McLovin is Yay! here. Yay! Yay! Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how was the last two hours of your life? Oh, really fun. But I pulled a power play. I was talking to a very nice fireman uh, who was, blocking the road because of a flood. I told him, hey, you know, the Traegers are fired up. I got to get to work right now. And he asked me what I did. I told him all about the show. He goes, all right, you got to go down this one-way street the wrong way, and then you can get back to the road. So we had a, we had a fan who let me through. All right. I respect that. Well, it's good to have you. We'll have to send him some gear. Yes, Eaton. <laughs> That's classic. That's a good move, Andy. Yeah, it is. It is pretty crazy out there. I don't know what you guys' night was like. I'm sure you've discussed, but it was wild. Did you see the New York subways? Yeah, the water gushing in. Man, people had videos that they posted. 
it, it almost looks like you're in Venice. Like you, you would see a gondola going down the uh, the tracks. Yeah, see. And there was just this video I saw from uh, Philadelphia, actually, too. The what is it, Andrew? What's the river? The Schuylkill, 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 yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was some crazy rivers flooded over like nuts. The Schuylkill was flooding over in Maniac? The Schuylkill. Look at the way that's spelled, and there's, it's not possible. It's got 17 consonants. Schuylkill. It's got too many C, Ks, Ss, and Ys, and Ls. Schuylkill. Well, there's always Ls in Philadelphia. Oh! oh. 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 Wow. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it's falling. Okay, so for the tip, mean spirit, the guy's been in traffic for eight hours. All right, so this weekend, Dan, you got Kent State at Texas A&M. The line is like 30. If you're at the tailgate, are you going in? You have to, you have to stay at the tailgate or go into that game. You're an A&M fan. This is probably going to be an easy one. No offense, Kent State. Well, you kind of want to go in because it's the first game of the season. If this was the third game of the season and you're playing Kent State, then you might want to stay. You know, I I went to a South Carolina game with Darius Rucker, and Darius has this unbelievable tailgate setup. He's got one of those train cars that you park and then they refurbished it, and he's got his Traeger grill there. I mean, it's it's really spectacular. They were like, come on, are you ready to go in? And I wasn't ready to go into the game. Even though it was South Carolina, and there's a lot of sights to see in South Carolina football game, but um, I said, uh, I'm good here. I mean, we can, we can stay and watch the game if you want to. Yeah, Pauline. Tulane at Oklahoma. The line's 31 and a half. The game got moved to Norman. Mm. If you're at the tailgate, you may stay at the tailgate. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs so you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well. Quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest to you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. Bring in Peter King, a football morning in America columnist and uh, also contributes to uh, NBC Sports as well. Peter, good morning. How are you? Hey, Dan. Everything's going great. How about you? All good. If I told you a week ago that Mac Jones would be the starter in New England, or that Cam Newton was going to be released, which one would have surprised you the most? Cam Newton being released. And it just says to me that, A, Bill Belichick wants to make a clean break. And look, Dan, for the last 12 months, everybody who has watched Cam Newton play has been trying to think of reasons why he doesn't look like Cam Newton and why he wasn't the Cam Newton of, you know, five, six years ago. He's still young, relatively speaking in quarterback age. And, but the fact is Cam Newton had not played well. And, you know, I, I remember uh, covering Bill Parcells for four years in the eighties when I worked for Newsday and he's coaching the giants with Bill Belichick on the staff. Once a week, Bill Parcells would have this mantra fellas saying to guys in the press, because at that time there were no women covering the team fellas, I can only go by what I see. And Bill Belichick this summer watched as Mac Jones, maybe marginally, but certainly did outperform uh, Cam Newton in training camp. So I think he just felt like I didn't see very much with Cam Newton last year. And the rookie has outperformed him this year. And the rookie certainly doesn't either play or act like a rookie. I'm going with him. So uh, I, 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 I applaud Bill Belichick. I, I really think that quarterbacks come in different shapes and sizes and mental acuity. And obviously this guy who he has, he feels can, can handle what Brian Flores is going to throw at him in 10 days. What about uh, 
Cam's future as a starter. I mean, would you hire Cam Newton and put him in a starting quarterback role right now? I wouldn't. If you're the Texans, would you? Well, you know, you ask yourself, here's the question. If you're the Houston Texans, do you bring Cam Newton, a tarnished Cam Newton in, who has not uh, done anything in your playbook in the entire offseason? And do you bring him in and give him a crash course and try to get him ready to play Jacksonville uh, in 10 days or to get him ready to play at some point this year? Yeah, Maybe you do. But I just, Dan, I, I watched Cam Newton play last year. I don't know what that was, really. He's okay. <laughs> but to me, <clears throat> the big question is, would Cam Newton be a backup for backup money and maybe work himself back into position to earn a starting job? I think it would take a lot of humility to do that. He might do it. I don't, I don't really know Cam Newton. So I can't tell you what he might do, but I think it would take some humility for him to go somewhere right now as a backup player. So if I were him, I'd sit, I'd sit out, wait until somebody had a desperate need for a quarterback, had a big injury, and then I would sign with that team. Yeah, I can't see him doing what Jameis Winston did in New Orleans where – you know, you go in there and you're just going to sit and be quiet and watch Drew Brees. Uh, you know, I know there are other landing spots, you know, would the would Pittsburgh Steelers work for Cam Newton? Um, would the Ravens work as a backup quarterback? Uh, Minnesota Vikings situation. I, I don't buy the Dallas Cowboys, you know, bringing him in uh, as a big personality. I just, knowing Cam, he, he doesn't want to, I just don't think he can process being a backup quarterback. I just I don't I, I just don't see that happening. I I mean, look, football, I think, is so different from the other sports. You know, in baseball, I, I turned on the TV the other night and I see the Red Sox are pitching Brad Peacock. And, you know, so in in baseball, everybody gets recycled about six times. And in football, you know, a backup quarterback can get recycled. Josh McCown can play for 15 years as a backup quarterback, which he did. He made a lot of money. He had a little bit of glory. I'm sure he had a lot of fun. But you have to be willing to say, I am in service to the guy in front of me. And maybe Cam Newton can say that. As I say, I don't know. But I certainly wouldn't say, hey, Cam, you're our guy. What has he done recently to prove that he should have a franchise put in his hands? I know Urban Meyer came out and talked about you know those that weren't vaccinated that they he did factor that in and uh, who he was going to cut. Um, I was told this morning that uh, the NFL Players Association might be looking into the Titans and the Colts for doing the same thing, but I just don't know how you prove that. I don't know if Bill Belichick didn't want to keep Cam Newton because he wasn't vaccinated on top of not performing that well. Can the league, can the players association fight this, do the, you know, is there any headway that can be made here that guys got cut because in part they're not vaccinated? I think you would have to prove that the guy had equal ability to another player. And the only reason that he was cut is because he was unvaccinated. I think if you can prove that, and I think that's going to be hard to prove, then you probably have a case. I think this is one of the dumbest rules I've ever seen 
enacted in my 38 years covering the NFL. Who wouldn't consider vaccine status when, understand this, Dan, an unvaccinated player tests positive on a Friday. He is missing his team's next two games. I mean, what if you're the Miami Dolphins or Jacksonville, uh, Tampa, you were in a state where the virus is on fire and it's all you can do every day to avoid any of your guys getting the virus. I, I don't, I think you would be irresponsible to not consider a player's vaccination status when figuring out your final roster, particularly if you're a team in Florida. But it feels like Urban Meyer said what others think, and maybe that's what got him in trouble. I mean, he's used he did. to, yeah, but I mean, he he's did. used to and, saying what he wants to because he was in college and nobody was really checking him on this. You know what? I, I was told this after Urban said what he said, and that is that there was not a single one of the final cuts of the Jaguars that it came down to vaccination status. Hmm. Was, uh, you know, did, were they aware of vaccination status of the players they kept and the players they cut? Yes. And again, Dan, I am not, I am not reporting that vaccination status had nothing to do with it because I don't know that. But what I do, what I have heard reliably is that it wasn't the driving force in any of the roster decisions they made. But I think Urban Meyer was simply saying uh, what every other coach in the league, every other general manager in the league takes into account, which is we will know and factor in a player's vaccination status. You know why? Because it is irresponsible not to. The Deshaun Watson situation to me is he's going to be a healthy scratch. He's eligible to play, hasn't been charged. And it feels like the Texans are saying, we'll pay him $10 million for us to tank. That he's not going to play, doesn't want to play, we don't want him to play, we're going to wait until we get a good offer. How do you make sense of this? I think they've gotten a couple of good offers, um, but they haven't gotten the offer recently. In my opinion, I think when the history book, history chapter is written on this story if we ever find out exactly what Caroline offered way back before we knew any of this stuff we'll say holy cow they turned down that and obviously in retrospect uh, I'm sure they wish they took that whatever that exactly is but uh, I I think that um, the reason why he's not on the commissioner's exempt list yet and why the NFL has really got to think hard about this. I think Lindsey Jones wrote a good story about it at the, at the Athletic. They have to think about whether they want this sort of sort of Damocles hanging over their heads. And <clears throat> if the Texans tomorrow said our starting quarterback is Deshaun Watson, is the league going to let that happen? That is going to be the test. I don't think the Texans are going to say that. Uh, but <clears throat> I do think that the league should clarify his status before the start of the year. Yeah, I was wondering, um, can they punish him prior to this investigation being completed? That's a good question. I don't think they want to set that precedent, but I also don't think they want to put a quarterback on the field 
with uh, 22 cases uh, involving a possible sex crime in each, um, they don't want to put that guy on the field. And I have a feeling right now that the Texans are doing the NFL office a solid by just keeping Deshaun Watson in limbo. He's Peter King, and uh, his column must read every Monday morning, Football Morning in America. The Packers and Saints relocate to Jacksonville. Why Jacksonville? I was a little surprised it wasn't Dallas uh, because that's where the Saints are. But I think logistically, um, the, uh, the NFL thought that Jacksonville was the best place for them uh, because of availability and because, uh, quite honestly, they absolutely didn't want to do anything that would give the Packers uh, any sort of home field advantage. And as strange as this sounds, Dan, I think it's a slight bit of a home field advantage for New Orleans fans who can drive seven hours to this game, and it's going to be outside. So that is an advantage, even though New Orleans plays inside, they're practicing in that, you know, 95 degree heat index most days. And so I just think in terms of home field advantage, Jacksonville seemed like a better place uh, than Dallas. But again, I think that logistically there must have been some issues also in Dallas that prevented the relocation of the game there. When do you make your Super Bowl pick? Monday. And I haven't done it yet. I, <laughs> the one thing I do know is I just can't pick Kansas City, Tampa. I want to. I think they're the two best teams, but it never happens. So that's it. Did, did that happened with what? Dallas and Buffalo, right? Uh, almost 30 years ago. I just, I just, it's just so rare. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure whether I'm going to pick either one of them. I, I've got some interesting candidates on the outside that I'm considering. Okay, but if I said you could pick – Kansas City or Tampa to go to the Super Bowl? Which one would you take? I'd probably take uh, I'd probably take Kansas City, um, and that's an odd thing to say because I do think that in many ways Tampa's road is slightly easier. I, I know this is crazy, Dan. I just I just think that COVID is going to impact teams in these hot spot areas. I just don't know how I, 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 it's just too, it's too prevalent and it's just too hard to put your players in bubble wrap for the year. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll have an impact on Kansas city players too, because in Missouri, there's obviously, um, you know, uh, uh, scattered outbreaks as well. So, I don't know, but I think both of those teams on paper right now are the best in the AFC and NFC. If you were going to bet whether the Patriots make the playoffs or not? Definitely, yes. Definitely? Definitely, yes. Oh, I would bet that. In fact, right now, I am really on the precipice to try to determine which team uh, is better right now, Miami or New England. And I think, Dan, there has been this thought that, okay, New England's got a lot of areas to rebuild. You know, I didn't watch a lot of preseason football of the Patriots, but I'll tell you, that front seven is damn good. 
and it's very deep and they are going to give a lot of quarterbacks a lot of problems you I, I watched the the giants game the other day and they just they were they overmatched if that's such a word uh the the giants offensive front now we all know that the giants are in trouble on the offensive front but i'll tell you it's, uh, new england toyed with them and 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 i you know i don't know i don't put a lot in preseason games but when Bill Belichick plays the ones, he is asking them to play at a regular season level. And I think their front seven could be really, really good. Give me a good team that will disappoint this year. If you ask me the opposite, I would say the Chargers. If you ask me a good team that will disappoint, I might say Miami. Because even though I like Miami and I like a lot of moves they made, I right now, as we sit here, I just have no idea how two is going to play. And you can have all of the good wishes and good feelings going for you. But if your quarterback doesn't play well, I, you, you're not going to be good. And, you know, I worry a little bit about the Vikings, too. I worry that the Vikings, which have who have so many good defensive players back for them, are really reliant on Kirk Cousins in a huge, huge way. And as I said at the start of this conversation, if an unvaccinated player tests positive on Friday, he misses his next two games. And whether it's going to be a pickup of Sean Mannion or a very weak backup quarterback situation uh, led by Kellen Mond in Minnesota, I would not be confident you can win. Maybe you can win one game without Kirk Cousins. And I'm not saying that Kirk Cousins is Tom Brady, but I'm saying that he's a lot better than anybody else they have. Thank you, Pete. We look forward to uh, Monday's call, and thanks for joining us. All the best, Dan. Thank you so much. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest to you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Pat Forty, Sports Illustrated senior writer. Where did you go to college, Pat? University of Missouri, an above average partying school, I would say. I don't know I don't know how high we will rank on this list. Did you have a famous classmate at Missouri? Well, there was this guy, he was in journalism school and he dropped out 3 hours short of graduation. I'm not sure what became of him, but his name was Brad Pitt. <laughs> he was, he was in journalism? Yeah, he was in advertising at Missouri. Did you have classes with Brad Pitt? If I did, I didn't know it. <laughs> you know, I, I might have. I, I tried to stay away from the ad, ad classes, but, you know, we might have had some of those, you know, history and principles of journalism class. Uh, what did you make of uh, week zero for college football? Why did we have to have week zero? So that uh, Nebraska fans could absolutely lose their minds. That's why we had to have week zero. Uh, I mean, that, that was really the only major takeaway from it is, oh, my gosh, what a disastrous start for Nebraska. And I gave the big 10 credit. They have given us stuff to watch early with that game. And then with a bunch of good games this weekend. So we're not sitting around watching, you know, big 10 schools against directional you. Uh, but that was, whoa, that was a bad start for Nebraska. Is uh, the Heisman Spencer Rattlers to lose? 
Uh, I think that might be a little too simple, but you know what? He, you plug him in at the way he ended last year. If that carries over and he has that second year bump up like Baker Mayfield did, his numbers should be spectacular. And if they win their games, then he would be a logical favorite. But I think you look at Sam Howell at uh, at North Carolina. And there's going to be, you know, somebody's going to put up a bunch of stats for Ohio State. Somebody's going to put up a bunch of stats for Alabama. Maybe do DJ Uyunglele at Clemson. So uh, there's some some other alternatives for now. Ohio State kicks off its season against Minnesota. What other the uh, other intriguing games do you uh, have this weekend? That one's super intriguing. Uh, you know, Thursday night we've got some stuff, but. Uh, Friday, we have North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and then Saturday, so much. I mean, LSU at UCLA, and LSU was displaced by Hurricane Ida. You know, how prepared are they to go into the Rose Bowl to play Chip Kelly's best team? Uh, Miami brings a lot of confidence and experience in against an inexperienced Alabama offense. Uh, We'll see if they can keep it close. And then I'm going to uh, Georgia Clemson, which is a – Big-time heavyweight game, but both sides could have COVID issues there. We'll see if uh, there are players missing on on both sides. If I said that you could have Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, or everybody else in America for the national title, would you take those three or an outlier? I would probably take those three since my top two going into the season were Alabama and Ohio State. Uh, that said, I don't I don't think they're way above – Georgia and Oklahoma. Uh, but I still, you know, past history and recruiting, uh, I would put those three, certainly. If you're going to give me those three, I'd take them. Who is the most intriguing player slash person in college football this year? I'm going to say Bryce Young, the quarterback at Alabama. Uh, he has not played a meaningful snap yet, and he's gotten six, seven figures in endorsements. Uh, he steps into a position that, as we have seen, has produced three straight NFL starters, uh, first-round guys that are you know going going on to do well, and and he's got a new offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, coming from the NFL. You know, does it work the way it has the last several years at Alabama? I, he's a super talent, but again, haven't seen him do it at the college level yet. The most intriguing coach this season in college football is. Steve Sarkeesian, Texas, uh, you know, stepping in. They, they, they spent a lot of money to get rid of Tom Herman. They just made one of the most audacious moves in the history of college athletics to jump to the SEC. And while they're not in there yet, that's still that's the context for this season. And Sark, he's coming from the, you know, the, the Alabama uh, uh, rehab mode there, you know, where they, they, they recycle coaches and give them a second chance and we'll see, is he a better coach than he was at USC and at, at Washington? Cause he was okay there, but he wasn't great. Uh, can he get Texas up to a level where they can go into the sec and compete eye to eye with people? You have the big 10 ACC and PAC 12. This is sort of they're in the on deck circle, just like Texas and Oklahoma and the sec, but it feels like there are so many questions and not any answers with this alliance here that they just yeah. want to be able to say, hey, we got vo- veto power with these three conferences against the uh, SEC. I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out of is there a, another shoe to drop with this or is it just sort of going to move along at a snail's pace? I think that there was some, you know, obviously some huge action and significant reaction, but mostly I think this was 
them saying, hey, we, we all need to do something here. We're not sure exactly what we're doing yet, but we got to do something. And so this alliance, yeah, what it does, it gives a proactive win to three relatively new commissioners who need something to show their constituency, like, hey, we're on top of this. Secondly, I think the biggest thing it does is try to slow down an ESPN SEC power play and say, we're not voting for your expanded playoff if it's all going to be an ESPN property because two of our conferences, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, are closely aligned with Fox, and we don't want to give everything to the to your, have everything continue to be with ESPN, especially now that you have even made it very clear that SEC gets most favored nation status with that network. So I think this is as much a way to stop an ESPN slash SEC uh, move to just have even more influence over the way college football uh, is run. I'm surprised that the SEC didn't reach out to Oregon, USC, uh, and unless we didn't hear about it, but I, I would have. I would have truly had a SEC East and an SEC West, and you could have put Texas and Oklahoma in with USC and Oregon and Washington and Arizona State. Do you think that Greg Sankey reached out to those schools? I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he did. Uh, you know, as you said, I mean, if you're if you're going to go big, why not go humongous, okay? I mean, you've gone to 16. Yeah. What's to stop you now from continuing to go further and just try to do everything you can to, to put even your one competitor, really, which is the Big Ten in terms of revenue and, and fan bases and all that stuff even further behind? Uh, the one thing, though, I mean, the Pac-12 is different. We know that. And USC, as much as they like football and want to be back to being prominent in football, it's also a pretty serious academic institution, as is most of the states, the, the, all the Pac-12 schools in the, in the state of California. And I'm not sure they're ready to just say, okay, let's make this incredibly different move just for football reasons. Well, that's what I wondered about the Big Ten that does the Big Ten pick off a couple of schools? I mean, it didn't go well with, with Rutgers and Nebraska and Maryland, but do you, you know, do you, I wouldn't be sitting back waiting, but I don't know if this is the right move for the Big Ten to be in bed with the AC, sort of be in bed with the ACC and the Pac-12. Well, I mean, I think the one thing you look at is why are they doing it? Because they don't necessarily need the other two, whereas the other two need the Big Ten more. But I think your point of veto power of three versus one uh, is significant there. Uh, the other thing, and again, I just think most of these schools look at this more as an academic alignment at the presidential level. You know, who are we aligned with academically? And now that's where you could see the Big Ten saying, yeah, we'd like to align with those California schools. Uh, and sure, give us Virginia and North Carolina. And hey, Notre Dame, maybe, you know, uh, I, I just, I, that wouldn't shock me if it ends up going that way. I do think <clears throat> we seem headed towards an era of the power schools in each conference exerting themselves a little bit more. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State saying, you know what, we should be getting more money than Illinois and Purdue and Iowa mm -hmm. and USC and and. Oregon, those saying maybe the same thing out there. I just think that we're going to see schools trying to at least flex their muscles for either a better arrangement within their conference or to get out of their conference and go join other powerhouse schools. I know you were at the Olympics, you were working, but your daughter was swimming for the United States. What was it like to 
go to what? Were you covering your daughter in her event when she was swimming? Fortunately, no. Uh, we had somebody else there from Sports Illustrated to to handle coverage that night, and so I got to just watch as a as a bite your lip fan in the middle of the media seating because that's there was no fans to go sit with anything like that. So I mean, I'm just I am there in the in the I was cheering in the press box. I was violating that rule. Let's let's be clear about that. But uh, what's I mean, that it, feeling like though? Your, your <laughs> daughter is swimming in the Olympics. Yeah, and you see surreal. her. You see her dive in. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, you can't. I, I, I fail to find the right words for it. But just to see her come out on the pool deck with her relay teammates wearing the stars and stripes cap, and it says forty on the side. It's like that is my kid that I've watched swim since she was five years old in the little neighborhood meets, you know, and through elementary school, high school, college, and now the pinnacle. Uh, it, it was overwhelming. It was extremely emotional. Uh, and then as soon as she was done, I ran down to the mix zone where you can actually interact with your athletes. Now, we were separated by barriers because of COVID restrictions, but just to be there with her right after that moment, that's that's a lifetime highlight for sure. Did you cry? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't right there with her, but as soon as she left the room, yeah, then the waterworks started. And I cried like eight times when she made the team at Olympic trials. You're a softie. <laughs> yeah. I admit it. Uh, hey, great to talk to you as always. We'll uh, check in with you during the season. Thanks again for uh, joining us. My pleasure, Dan. Thank you. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.